Hi, podcast listeners. We're excited to share our show with you. This is us discussing the effects of coronavirus on our personal lives and is not meant to replace a therapy session. For professional advice or if you're in crisis, seek professional help. Hi, Stace. Hi, Layla. Um, what what are we doing? <laughs> a little unsure right now. We're in a brave new world with coronavirus, and let's figure it out together. I'm Layla, co-founder of Bridger Media. I'm concerned about the effect of COVID-19 on our mental health. I'm Stacy. As a therapist, I've seen the effects of the current crisis. So we created a show to dissect and navigate this critical time together. Let's stay calm with COVID. We do know that there is a lot to talk about. And we are in uncharted territory, at least for our time and our generation. And people are feeling all kinds of things. Like what, what have you observed in your, in your work as a therapist? Um, I was checking in with people a, a little bit the past couple of days and some people feel like it's a, everybody's overreacting, that it's uh, too much, that people are just in hysteria. And I think it's sinking in for some people how important the recent closures actually are and how, how big of a problem this could become for us. Are there people who are like totally not sold? I think so. My own dad included. <laughs> Do you know there's some like media that thinks that this is just created in a lab and Yeah, you know, I was thinking yesterday about how I um read the article, I'd say early March. It was in the New York Times and it was, you know, it talked about the coronavirus fairly seriously and maybe in the last couple of paragraphs said and stock up. And, you know, get some basic staples and all of that. And then the next day or maybe the same day I was reached out to by, I don't know if I told you this, a New York Times reporter who wanted to know how I felt as a parent about this. And I told him that like any parent, I'm concerned. Uh, However, I think I am trying to put it in perspective. But I did after I talked to him, you know, go to Trader Joe's. I think I bought, I packed up my cart. I was the only one, maybe, you know, a few hundred dollars worth of food. And I just sort of like started very slowly to fill up our freezer, fill up our pantry. And I didn't think about toilet paper or anything like that because I thought, well, okay, we get it every month, subscribe and save. How bad could it get? But I realized, you know, just checking supply levels and and I couldn't, I can't check Amazon supply levels. I just tried to buy one and saw that it was sold out. And then I created an alert for when the toilet paper that I usually buy is available. And I got an alert Thursday morning, got the alert. I clicked on it and then I clicked on buy now and it was gone. Like it was, it, it was in the matter. It was under five seconds. I think that that happened. And so I thought, okay, this, it's, it's highly unlikely that I'm going to get this you know, that they're holding onto inventory to give it to the subscribe and save people. I guess the point of what I'm saying is that I I realized recently, or at least in the last couple of days, that what really frustrates me are people who 
absolutely do not care and are not taking it seriously at all and have the potential to become super spreaders because they're not engaging and it's going to be life and business as usual for them. How about for you? Like what was sort of the trajectory of your own feelings and emotions? I think that when I started um, hearing that people were, you know, buying up all the toilet paper at Costco. I saw pictures on my Facebook feed of, you know, people posting their local Costco. This was like in Arizona or other parts of the country. And, and I thought, wow, that's crazy. That's ridiculous. And then Monday of this week, I went to Walmart and the entire toilet paper aisle was empty. I'm, I'm sure we've all seen it by now in our local stores, but it's a bit unnerving to see that. I think we have enough to last us about a month right now. And so I, I guess seeing that the empty aisle did was a bit of a wake-up call, like, oh, yeah, it's, it's starting to... People here are starting to freak out too. But I wasn't overly worried yet, and it hadn't really sunk in for me. And so perhaps... Um, you know, I think in the beginning, maybe a lot of us in America were kind of like, oh, well, this is coming, but not having any sort of context, right? This hasn't happened in our lifetime to this degree. You and I lived in New York for Hurricane Sandy, of course, I guess, and experienced a, a bit of that. But this felt, I guess, feels different because it's worldwide. And so I think this is uncharted territory for all of us. So in the beginning, I definitely wasn't maybe perhaps worried enough or um, concerned enough. I didn't not believe it or I just, it hadn't sunk in yet. And then fast forward from Monday to uh, yesterday morning when I went to work and I was in like over freak out mode and just overly paranoid and um I had Lysoled the whole office and all our handles um, the day before, but like I walked in and one of my coworkers like started to come a little bit like within four feet of me, and I kind of backed up and joked social distance. <laughs> and then another coworker was talking, and um, she was showing somebody on the phone, and she's like, "Here, did you did you see this?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's okay." And my coworker was like, "She doesn't want to touch your phone." <laughs> <laughs> and it's true because I was holding my hands like I had just touched the doorknob so I didn't want to touch like anything else so I was like holding my hands like face up so like I wouldn't touch anything else until I could wash them and um, I'm a therapist and so my supervisor was actually like do you need a session today are you gonna be okay <laughs> and three hours later I kind of joked but then I had you know three sessions in a row and I came out and they were talking and I could tell they were starting to get worked up I was like see now you understand like <laughs> you're starting to get to that level too right and then through the course of the day like by last night I was feeling much calmer I was able to spend the day at home with my family and I think there's that pendulum swing right that that's human nature to kind of go from one extreme to the other from maybe not worrying enough to worrying too much and then finding somewhere a healthy medium in the middle. Hey, podcast listeners. We'd love to have you join us on our journey to find the calm. Email me, Layla, at Layla at BridgerMedia.com. That's L-E-I-L-A at Bridger, B-R-I-D-G-R Media.com. So something that you already know about me, Stace, is that I am a bit of a germaphobe. 
and I have you know something I really disliked about living in New York was all the dog poop that I had to train my kids to not step on and to be aware of I have always had bottles of alcohol under each of our sinks, bathroom and kitchen. And I got these spray bottles that, you know, I fill up with alcohol and it's just a standard part of our home. Our kids know to use it when they are cleaning to like disinfect doorknobs. This is just on a regular basis. And I just wasn't worried about it. And we'd run low, we'd run low, like to the point where all of our spray bottles were at like a 10th left and Anywho, I, and then we'd run out of alcohol and I was like, I don't want to engage. Like, I know I got some more food and I'm waiting for my Amazon subscribe and save. This was a few weeks ago. I, I don't want to engage in this chaos and this craziness until I just, you know, was at the drugstore and noticed that they're all gone. And then I started like feeling this panic. So I think there's this other part of us too, that is very much, aware of what other people are doing and this whole mob mentality that I think just as a rule, I don't want to engage in, but wondered if I was making a mistake. And so on Thursday, I happened to have a doctor's appointment with a local chiropractor who has really early appointments. And it was at 6.15. It ended around 6.45 and there happened to be a Rite Aid around the corner that opened at 7 pure coincidence. I would have never made this effort otherwise. And I went in and they just had had a shipment. So I got two bottles of that. There was, you know, a limit. And then I decided to go to Target um, to see if they had toilet paper again, because we would have run out and we would have wait, been waiting for it to subscribe and save delivery. And I was doubtful they would arrive. So I went and maybe there were a couple people waiting for it to open. No big deal. I called our friend Tansy, as we were talking, waiting for it to open around eight, the line just grew and grew and grew. And so finally I got off the phone with her, got in line, got on the phone with another friend who's obsessed with Disneyland. And we were talking about how Disney had closed that morning. I went in and I was also surprised to see that they did have toilet paper. And I was like, ah, oh, I know we have the subscribe and save for paper towels. Should I, should I not? Again, like not wanting to engage in the mob mentality, not wanting to engage in the crowd craziness. But I found myself grabbing both of those items and dishwasher soap and all kinds of things, just really thinking of what we would need. And again, first world problems, you know, dishwasher soap and washing machine soap and all that. It's like, it's so crazy. Like, where do we stand? And and then, and then what's going to happen to the food supply? And if others are asked to close, why should I expect my Trader Joe's to be open? And after that, I did go to Trader Joe's. Very somber mood. So yeah, so I think the big question is for you know a lot of us who think of ourselves as rational, how do we behave? Like, what's your take on this? I do definitely think there's mob mentality or kind of this... Uh, fearing catching that the fear spreading right among us I'm not sure <laughs> I, I think maybe it's the like I wonder how much of it is different with our social media now right that we're seeing that oh other places are selling out I better get some too or how that would differ if we didn't have social media if it would just if the toilet paper in particular would have been such an early thing for people to stockpile um, 
you know, we are tribal beings and we want to, we kind of pay attention to what others in our tribe and around us are doing. Um, And so I think that plays into it as well. So we are starting this show. This is our first episode. We are figuring it out as we go, as are many others. And our hope is that we can provide maybe a reflection of how people are feeling and a place to just be a community together. And so what is sort of your vision for what, you know, you think people need to hear moving forward? I do think like next time we should talk about the silver linings of which there are many. And when I was talking to Tansy, I was in stitches with like the list of things that she had come up with, including how introverts finally get the space they need for a few weeks. And so I think maybe we can focus soon on what the silver linings are for all of us in addition to other things. But what are, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do. I do think that something that could be helpful that I know I try to do um, sometimes and I think could be helpful for others is to kind of check in with yourself and see where is where your level of panic and anxiety is because there it's normal it's healthy to have some anxiety or stress over things if being stressed out about coronavirus and, and worrying causes you to wash your hands more and not touch your face and make sure you have enough supplies for your family for a few weeks and you're cautious of who you are around and such, I think right now that is probably a healthy or helpful amount of stress. But there, I, there is a line, there is a threshold where it becomes unhelpful or unhealthy. If you're wor- so worried that it's all you can think about and you're feeling over an over amount of stress or anxiety, you notice your heart's beating faster, you're having panic attacks, or if you're feeling an extreme or an unusual amount of stress, that causes you to uh, experience symptoms um, that are affecting you negatively. There are some things that are unsure, but I think we can find where the healthy line is for you. If it's to a level where you are not allowing your kids to be in the same room or you're washing your hands every minute and you're you know overly obsessed becoming find yourself becoming overly obsessed with um the panic then it's probably crossing over to a place where it's unhealthy or unhelpful and so i think just being aware of okay i'm i'm feeling stressed i'm feeling worried i'm panicking what what am i doing about it how is this causing me to feel it is scary we are all trying to figure out what to do next, giving yourself space to feel that, but then also recognizing, okay, is this helpful though, right? Is my amount of worry helping me to keep my family safe or is it causing me to feel overly anxious and like, and having negative effects on my own mental health um, or my ability to care for others or, or such. And so I think we can all kind of check in with ourselves daily or a few times a day even. Yesterday morning, I was probably in the unhealthy realm. It wasn't helpful for me to be stressing that much. And so we can kind of look and, and see where that is and check with our own mental state from, from day to day. I am grateful for you. And I'm grateful for this medium that allows us to 
connect. I feel like it's more important than ever to be able to connect with each other. Let's um, be grateful for the technology that allows us to do this. Absolutely. So we're not completely isolated. Thanks for joining us. This show is evolving. If you have ideas for what you'd like to hear, let us know. Email me, Layla, at bridgermedia.com. That's L-E-I-L-A at B-R-I-D-G-R media.com. See you next time on Calm with COVID. Mm-hmm.